Segunda Show. This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8 Ball Show with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shame. In the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions the songs which will randomly Swag with the help of our friend synchronicity Radio A ball give us a shake Radio A ball tempting fate to Radio A ball so Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and no, I'm not in the comfy confines of Starburns Industries, which is where we usually record in Burbank, California. It's a homecoming of sorts, and Radio 8 Ball is returning to Seattle to a beautiful little studio called Clatter and Din down near Safeco Field above Henry's Tavern. And for our oracle fodder, we have, we always have special musical guests, but this one is special in his own unique way. And let's welcome, you know, first of all, because I don't even know how to, how to welcome him to the show. I'll welcome him to the show as his superhero, rock star, <laughs> alter ego, Tobias the Owl. Hoo-hoo. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Oh, thanks for, thanks for hooting me in. Shall I... See, I know you under your, I guess, your Clark Kent name, your your non-superhero name. Shall we out you as that, or should we just be Tobias the whole time? Um, you, Elijah or Tobias, people know me as both, or you know me as Hobby. I think I've been called many things throughout human history. Yeah, so, well, I, I'm, I know you as Hobby. J-A-B-I, Hobby Shrieky. And the world knows you as Tobias the Owl. And you have eight songs that are going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divination. Would you mind playing a few chords while I read your song titles? Here you go. Song number one, Murmurs. Song number two, Mouse. Song number three, Low Life. Song number four, the wind and the echo, 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 echo. Song number five, sing me to sleep. Song number six, pretty. Song number seven, punksatani lullaby. And song number eight, California. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. Usually we randomly choose the songs by either spinning the wheel of eight, picking one of the Radio 8 cards, or flipping the Radio 8 coin, but this whole thing came together pretty quick, so we don't have the wheel of eight for this particular show. We'll be randomly choosing the songs using the Radio 8 cards or the Radio 8 coin. And uh, for the next one we do, well, in Seattle we'll definitely have a wheel up here. Sorry, you you have to go without the wheel, hobby Toby. (laughs) 
I'll be okay without the wheel, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> Godly hobby with that big voice. <laughs> uh, so... <clears throat> Well, this is the part where I ask my question. We start this all off. You're going to have some. We're going to have some great guests who are going to be joining us. You want to tell us who you've invited to join us as guests on your show? Yeah, we've got a we've got a few great folks. Uh, we've got Noble coming up next from Dearly Departed. Noble's a very inspirational singer, songwriter, band leader slash philosopher, and we've had interesting pontifications in our interaction in the past. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we've got uh, Sheldon Gomberg, who's going to be joining us by phone all the way from Los Angeles. He is a very esteemed Grammy-winning producer and bassist, and he has uh, he's helping me produce our next album, so that's really cool. We've got Brent James Driscoll from right here in Clatterandin Studio, so he'll be joining us. Um, he also is a wonderful, very talented singer-songwriter, and he works out of the Fremont Abbey. Um, and we've got Duncan Biorgian, who is in the band Deify, and he's got a podcast himself called Made for Music. And uh, let me see. We got oh Jonah Tolchin is going to be joining us all the way from Rhode Island. He'll be calling in. He's a he's a super great singer songwriter. Um, and also shit ghost. And also sh- shit shit ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam McDonald from shit ghost. Yeah. I, it's just shit ghost. There is no there is no. Oh, he's just shit ghost. He's just shit ghost. Oh, okay, all right, good good to know. He's going to show up here, and. I don't, you know, what what happens when you invite a shit ghost into your house? We'll see. And that could be my question for the Pop Oracle, but it's not. That would explain uh, a lot in my apartment. So, <laughs> well, you know what? That that brings <laughs> us to how, how we know each other. That's what I want to get into is our our connection. Because I was as I was saying to your producer, Sheldon, this morning, you are kind of the Indiana Jones of songwriters, as far as I know. Oh, First, I like that. I don't know what that means, but Well, because, like you know, he, on the one hand, he has this wild rock star life in which he goes out and has these adventures, which he's, you know... Well, first of all, two things about when I first met you. First of all, you were organizing an event called the Olympia Music Festival, uh, the music, Olympia Music Awards. Yes, in, yeah. In that Olympia. Was, yeah, that goes way back, yeah. And that event is foundational in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you go to our podcast, the very first musical divination we list is one that we did on uh, in May 2012 at the Capitol Theater as part of that, where Dino Stamatopoulos, who's one of the main guys at Starburns, asked a question on the show with Sandman as the musician. And so I knew you through that because some because we ended up, yes, I ended I up remember. performing was, at this. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like in our first phone call, you told me that you had just been beaten up by... Uh, <laughs> beaten up by basically beaten up by Nazis, which is something that Indiana Jones knows something about when you were playing playing music on the street in Seattle. I mean, basically, I feel like that was our first phone call. I was like, "How are you doing?" He's like, "You're like, and, and this is you. You're a very unassuming person." You're like, "Well, you know, I uh, I was just a victim of a hate crime." <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> I feel like that was like the second or third thing you said. Like, "Oh, I'm having breakfast and." Uh, Working on some songs. Oh yeah, I was beaten up by some white supremacists while I was playing music. Like, whoa. Okay, so that, I don't know. I'm laughing at that. It should not be a funny story. It's not but, a funny yeah, story. Not, and at yeah. the same time, you know, to to fill and you know, we can fill in the blanks here. But as far as your Indiana Jonesness, that's one of like, okay, Jack gets beaten up by Nazis. Jack has this uh, this rock star sort of this character life indiana jones but then in his straight life he's a totally legit he's a professor and you in your straight life are 
Yes. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Correct. I'm a professor and a doctor, a professor at UW Medical Center. Right. Which in itself would be enough for most people. <laughs> and, you know, again, you have this rock star existence as a musician. You play with so many great people. I'm just finding out how many amazing people you play with from the music scene in L.A. But at the same time, again, like Indiana Jones, you get your hands dirty in it. You're not like sort of at the working in the sort of rarefied rock star era of it. Just today, you spent four hours playing at the SeaTac airport. Yeah. Basically oh yeah, being yeah. a street musician. Yeah, so oh you did yeah. four hours on playing street musician. Then you're going to come in and do a four-hour session here. And when I said this to you about this, you were like, oh, yeah, well, that's nothing. Because usually I finish my gig at the airport and then go to the hospital and go and save lives. <laughs> you didn't say save lives. I don't I think I said that. save lives. I help. <laughs> I help a medical establishment to make people feel better, but I'm a small cog in a, in a large wheel. Again, spoken like the very hum, like a very humble Indiana Jones. <laughs> you know, these should be in a museum. Uh, <laughs> and and so, and and also, there's another piece of this is that when uh, after the the Olympia Music Awards, we stayed somewhat in touch. And I was working for about eight years. I worked for about eight years as a bartender in Seattle and Olympia. And at one point, I found myself bartending at a place in Seattle late at night, living in Olympia, and I needed a place to crash. And I would, and you very generously offered to let me stay in your apartment, in a very nice apartment in Seattle. Well, I should say it's a very, it's a very nice, it's a very nice location. The apartment itself would be a nice ex- apartment, except it seems like, I mean, it. It's lived in like you'd imagine, like an assassin has it. <laughs> like there's no dishes, there's no furniture. It's like you're either just moved in or are on your way out. Um, it's it's Spartan. It's, I will admit that. It's, I was thinking it's, it's, it's beyond Spartan. It's sparsely it's sparsely furnished. Yes. And again, there are, there are all of these factors about you that on their own are compelling and interesting, but as a full picture. It makes you truly like it's a people throw the word enigma around, but truly you are an enigma. I the more I know you, the more I find contradictions that are very like for me as a like poetically, artistically, very compelling and, and pleasing. Like I love the idea that you're a doctor and a street musician and a very hip, uh, you know, recording artist in L.A. and this, you know. And that I have very little furniture. Perhaps my most impressive accomplishment is that I have very little furniture. I don't know what I, I don't know what makes a person proud. <laughs> so, so as I was coming to this, uh, as I was coming to this, I was thinking, well, what, what is your lesson in my life? You know, not you know, and I, and then I was thinking, well, maybe we could just focus on the owl iconography of your band, Tobias the Owl. And how does, what does the the archetype of the owl reveal about the enigma that is Habi Shriki, Tobias the Owl? What's the other name they call you? Elijah? Elijah Davon, yeah. I actually, that's kind of what I use for the music. So just to keep the doctor life and the musician life separate, like... Like Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Or like well, Superman. He, he was or, named after the family dog. I think, right? Yes, he was named after the family dog. Yes, yeah. But it, no one would have, no one would think of that if they, you know, the people who were who know him as a professor, just know him as a 
you know, professor. I don't. They probably don't know him as Indiana. What is? What is? His, what does he go by as a first professor name? Professor Jones. I professor assume. Jones. I guess yeah. like my dad. Oh, Henry Jones Jr. Henry Jones Jr. That's his. That's his. Right. Yeah. Because his his father was Henry Jones. Right. In the movie. I see. You know this very. You know. You you know your Indiana Jones very well. I, I actually. I I can't believe I actually knew that. I haven't seen that movie in years. So. So getting to this, we're gonna we're gonna get into the musical divination, and I've sort of been feeling around what it is. But to me, you know, usually again, usually I ask a question that's about me. That's a very personal, uh, that is you know revealing and potentially annoying, and which is why I imagine some people who uh, who enjoy the show either really love that part part or skip on to the guests when they're tuning in. But in this case, I just can't help but gaze into this enigma that you are in my life and ask what is the lesson of the archetype of the owl in relationship to what I have to learn from you, Elijah Tobias Hobby. I could posit a guess. Well, no, no, your music is going to answer this oh, question. Oh, my musical answer yeah, this is Yeah, oh, you, okay, you don't okay. have to answer. This, oh, is, okay. this is great. You don't have to be a smart guy about it. You can be a smart guy afterwards. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, now you just get to be the musician and allow things to happen. And so, like I said, we don't have the Wheel of Eight. Oh, and I should just say, just so, because people, there are fans of the show who love the sound of crickling paper. I do have Hobby's question here. There's your little fix of the crinkling paper. And it will be revealed at the end of the show as the uh, question that goes with the last song. But now we got my question. Boy, I've been dragging this out. So now to engage the Pop Oracle on the meaning of the archetype of the owl and what it has to tell me about what I have to learn from you, I am now going to pick a card, any card. Would you play some music for me? Anything. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, pick a any card, pick a any card, pick a any card. Okay. It's song number eight. Everyone sees it's song number eight. Song number eight, as we already told you, is California. And here it comes. This is this is uh, CA. to California Stretch our legs out in the ocean Lose our bodies in the currents that we ride I would take what's in my pockets I know you could use a change You might see a different side of me for a few days had so many questions The answers still seem so elusive You spoke so softly in a whisper 
when I asked You left your letters in our garden And you left shadows in the brush So that I would raise a forest from your touch California, or do you want, do you abbreviate it as the title, CA? I abbreviate it as CA, and I think that gets into maybe an answer to your question to some degree. We'll see. Okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, that was the answer to my question, looking into the meaning of the archetype of the owl in terms of telling me what I have to learn from you, Hobby Toby, Elijah, the Trinity that is you. <laughs> uh, so so uh, tell, tell me a little bit about the background of that song before we get into the interpretation. Uh, that song is about the journeys that we take in our lives. So I think that is sort of apropos to the question and related to the answer in some ways. Um, the song, the song title itself says a lot because it, it was originally actually named California and maybe that's how, how you knew the title. Um, and then when I put it on the album, I wanted to be a little more oblique about it. So I, I actually called it CA and in, and CA is California, but it's also the abbreviation for Canada which is the country where I'm from. And it's also uh, an abbreviation for cancer in, in medical you know, uh, terms. CA is the abbreviation for cancer. And um, cancer, my leukemia, is the, the reason why I kind of started playing music. So, that's, uh, so it's an interesting um, story that's very autobiographical just in the title alone. And um, parts of my journey through, through that, um, that background um, kind of resonates in the lyrics differently and in, in a lot of different places. Well, why did you think that that would that that had some insight? You seemed like you had an idea of like, oh, well, that that might go to your answer. I think maybe the answer to your question is um, is that maybe the lesson of Tobias, the Tobias the Owl archetype in your life is that it's more important to do stuff than to have stuff. 
And so a lot of the song is about what am I saying? What am I leaving behind? You know, um, you know, there's a line in the song that's, uh, it's not, I don't know if that's my favorite song that I've ever written, but there's, there's a line there. That's maybe my favorite line that I've ever written lyrically. And it's, um, you left your letters in our garden and you left shadows in the brush so that I would raise a forest from your touch. And it's, uh, it's kind of about the way we create things from the people who touch us in different ways and the way their influences on our lives kind of resonate with us and, um, perpetuate, um, their impact by, by, you know, fueling our creative process. So maybe that's part of the answer that, that I have in, in your life. Maybe I hope. Do, are you familiar with the archetype of the, the owl, the night hunter? It, you know, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sees through the dark. Seeing through the dark. Yes, I mean, I guess yeah. you've named your, your, act after it and you're a thoughtful person so of course you must have thought a bit about the owl archetype yeah and different types of owls themselves have different archetypes like um the barn owl Tito alba you know Tito alba means white royalty and that's kind of the owl that we're named after and um the barn owl has been sort of throughout human history um had a lot of varying meanings some sometimes the meaning of the barn owl has been um like it's like a cursed owl like sometimes that's the owl that's like sort of denigrated or looked down upon in in literature and culture, and sometimes it's the sign of wisdom. So that's kind of an interesting duality to me. Yeah, and as I think about it, see, this is what is so. I guess maybe that's part of what's what's so odd. And I don't know if other people encounter you this way, but as I think about it, at almost every level of our interaction you have been the one who has been helping me. Uh, maybe this will be the first time that I am able to help, to support you. But in that instant, still, I was looking to do a show and see how you hooked me up with this studio. Again, here you are helping me again. Um, and yet the overwhelming feeling I have when I think about you is me wanting to help you. Like you create this air of, you know, how, oh, how, how are you doing, Hobby? Are you are you doing okay? But in but in fact, you're the one who's been consistently, heroically throwing your arm around me and saying, "I'll book you for a gig in Olympia when no one else will. I'll put you up when nobody else will. I'll help you find a studio in Seattle to do this." You're throwing your wings or your owl wings around me, and at the same time, in my head, when I walk away from this, there's still going to be this feeling of like. How can I help that guy? <laughs> I think we help each other. I would, I would, I feel helped by you. Well, I, I hope so. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like it's been a one-sided. It's been a nice set of interactions, but I don't feel like it's been particularly like, oh man, I'm always, no, I feel, I feel, I feel good about the, uh, the, re the reciprocity. Well, yeah. well, well, good. I, I hope so. And yeah. I, and I, and the other part about this that I just thought, and we should, uh, we should get on because we have, we have guests waiting on, in the wings to, to be a part of this. Uh, is just the California connection that maybe there is something, maybe I'm a little bit more like you than I think I am. Maybe, maybe given my, like when I look into the reflection that there is a, I guess I'm living a dualistic life too, that in California, I get to be a different kind of person than I get to be. I feel like I get to be here in the Northwest because I'm not because I get to be a different person, but because I'm around a bunch of other people who are all like, it's not like I'm a superhero, but I'm hanging out with a bunch of superheroes. So we're all, 
you know, and I don't mean superhero is not the, maybe not the right word, but I guess just being around people who are creative and making a living at it and around other people who are being creative and making a living at it. And so it makes you like being in that world of artistry has this exciting, like that's the Tobias, the owl part of me. And then come back to Olympia and I'm the editor of the radio eight ball show in my Spartan apartment, working <laughs> on my computer in a closet and my computer isn't in a closet. His computer's in a closet. I <laughs> I am so endlessly amused by you. You're giving away a lot of details about my personal life here that's uh, very sad can, and depressing. We can cut we can cut out anything, but I think it's adorable. I think it's adorable. And so, well, that's that's how Radio 8 Ball works. Are you are you, are you ready for more? I'm ready for more. I'm ready for the next question, yeah. Okay. That was a very insightful uh, and we got to say some nice things to each other and, and talk about our friendship a little. So that was nice. Good. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. And check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.